Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Yesterday, I was watching the entire episode of Reliable Sources, Brian Stelter's final edition of Reliable Sources on CNN, uh, and I realized why they canceled it. It's not because he's hyper-partisan. It's not because he's just spewing propaganda. It's because he's boring AF. <laughs> What's up? This is uh, Marque Saves the Republic, and we're going to kick things off here in just a minute. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped. The scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. I'll tell you this, I've never actually, I realized yesterday when I was watching the show that I never actually watched an entire episode of Reliable Sources because I thought it was ironically named and I had better things to do. What I would do is I would speed through it. I would grab clips. Um, you know, I would take the, you know, the the highlights that I knew I would, would, would want to talk about on the show. And that was it. I never actually sat from beginning to end for the full hour watching the whole show. And I know now why they're canceling it. I know why the ratings are so bad. This show has zero entertainment value. This guy says nothing that is interesting at all. His opinions, you know, he's low energy, does steal a line from, from Donald Trump, low energy. But, you know, watching him doesn't excite anybody. Watching him doesn't make anybody go, wow, this guy's got personality to spare. I love watching this guy. When I watch this guy, I feel energized. I feel excited. I feel passionate. No, he just, I mean, he literally just kind of sits there. He has this weird voice. He seems angry, but not at the same. It's really bizarre. And then on top of all that, he brings in these guests who are just as boring, if not more boring than he is. They are docile. They are quiet. Some of them have really obnoxious accents. And I'm going to be honest with you. They're nobody that anybody really knows. So you're watching this one guy and he's interviewing all these other people. And for an hour, I'm sitting there going, who are, what, why do I care about any of these folks? Plus, the message clearly didn't come across. The reason that uh, the reason that CNN fired Brian Stelter, the real reason, and the reason that they're probably going to make more cuts is because they have turned what was once a news network into a, a Democrat propaganda machine. They sit there, they tell lies for Joe Biden, they tell lies for the Democrat Party, they, they push narratives like Russian collusion, they take the Mueller report and they go, man, we need to make this you know, we need to make this Mueller investigation, this impeachment thing. We need to make it the biggest news ever. They ignore actual news when there's a when there's a deadly uh, damaging um, protest in Waukesha, Wisconsin or anywhere, really. And there are fires burning and buildings are on fire. They go in there and they try to tell you it's peaceful. I mean, that was really, I believe, the beginning of the end for them was the Chiron was the lower third that with the guy standing in front of the burning city. And it says fiery but mostly peaceful protest. You want to talk about trying to spin. You want to talk about propaganda. That must've been when the higher ups at, uh, at was it Walt Disney or whoever owns it now, uh, uh, Warner brother, whoever 
they probably that's probably when they said we need we need to clean house man we need to fiery but mostly peaceful protest first of all fire whoever fire the person that came up with that headline and then uh, and then we're going to go through and fire everybody else but this show reliable sources again and i wish i had some highlights but there aren't really any poor brian stelter this guy left the way he came in and the way he he came in was uh, upset with donald trump um upset with the way that the media is being treated in this country upset with you know people who say you're not doing your job this is a guy who I believe went into journalism because he wanted to be respected. Maybe he didn't get respected by people growing up. Maybe girls didn't like him. Maybe he didn't make any athletic teams. Maybe he got picked on, thrown into lockers. I mean, it all happens. It happens to all of us. Uh, and so he's like, I'm going to get there. I'm going to show them. I'm going to become a journalist on CNN and they're going to respect me. And about the time he started to make waves or he started to like, you know, get hosting gigs for reliable sources or make his way up the newsletter, enter Donald Trump who literally <laughs> disrespects not only the media that lies about him, but specifically CNN. And all of a sudden, this guy whose entire life was searching for somebody to respect him, just hoping somebody would show him just a modicum of, of, of interest and say, I value your opinion and your talents and your ideas and what you do. As soon as he got to a point where he thought that was going to happen as host of a show on CNN, Donald Trump gets elected president and says, you guys are all fake news. You liars. And all of a sudden, boom, uh, it's the same disrespect he's gotten all of his life. And, and so he tries to fight back. Um, but the problem is when you're a news organization, when you belong to a conglomerate, your job is to get people to watch the news. Your job is to get people to watch your show. And it was just so bad. So non, and even some of the other shows like, you know, Let's say Don Lemon and Chris Cuomo. I don't know. They didn't have a lot of viewers either, but at least they were entertaining. At least the things that they, they had a, an energy about them. You know, when they lied, you really felt like, wow, they were, they were trying to sell that lie. They believed it when they were being racist. And there's no, there's very few people on television more racist than Don Lemon. I would say probably Joy Reid is probably the biggest racist on television. Um, and then uh, Tiffany, what's her name? Cross also a lot of the MSNBC is really the racist network, but Don Lemon, when he was racist, you really felt he believed in his soul and his heart of hearts that what he was saying was true. And in a way it was kind of entertaining. Plus on new year's Eve, he would get really drunk and inappropriate. And, uh, and that was always, that was always, that was always fun to watch. Uh, but Brian Stelter had none of that. There was really no reason to watch this guy. So I think the good news for Brian Stelter is he didn't get fired because of his beliefs or his viewpoints or because of his, his hyper bipartisan or his hyper partisanism uh, toward the left and the lunatics and the socialists and his, his utter hatred for Donald Trump. I think he got fired because he's just boring and, and, and not interesting to watch. So, I mean, I guess that's good news. <laughs> Maybe. So that's good news, bad news for him. The good news is you're not being fired for being, you know, a socialist. You're being fired because you're, you're really dull. Uh, anyway, that's the first thing. The second thing is, speaking of the news, I was driving in today and I heard the news. I was listening to the radio and they said that Joe Biden's going on a national tour. Why is Joe Biden going on a national tour? Well, I'll tell you why Joe Biden's going on a national tour. Joe Biden is going on a national tour to sell what what began as Build Back Better and then became the Inflation Reduction Act and now is being called the, let me see if I get this right, the... Um, Green energy, uh, tax reform, 
uh, lower prescription drug p- prices, Medicare Act. I mean, they they basically they threw everything in this bill. They just spent a bunch of money on a bunch of crap that nobody really wanted or needed. And now they're going around trying to trying to basically pander for votes. If you're on Medicare, or if you thought your your prescription drug prices were too high, guess what? They're going to try to convince you they brought them down. They didn't. If you think that your if you think that taxes are unfair and that the rich don't pay their fair share. They're going to try to convince you that now, thanks to the 87,000 new IRS agents they hired, that that's going to be fixed too. Guess what? It won't. You're going to be paying more in taxes. The IRS is coming after you. Uh, if you think, for example, that the energy, that the world is going to explode in 12 years and the Democrats are doing nothing, nothing at all to stop it, well, then this is the bill for you because they've got a lot of money for green energy and they're going to fix the climate. And that's not going to happen either. First of all, climate change, kind of not, kind of not a big deal kind of uh, a sales tactic that they're trying to get to scare you into voting for the Democrats. And then uh, this money that they're spending isn't going to anything that's going to make any kind of significant change in the atmosphere. Because again, a lot of this stuff isn't even man-made. That's a theme, by the way, with Joe Biden. When gas prices were really bad, he said, we can't control, we can't control gas prices. And then when they came down, he took credit for, for lowering the gas prices, which apparently he can't control. Same thing with climate. He goes out there saying, look, uh, the climate is out of control. We can't do anything about India, Russia, China. We can't do anything about those countries. Uh, but let's spend a lot of money here at home uh, to pretend that we can. And you can't. The, what you, you need to have, if you really want to change the carbon emissions, if you want, really want to become a Green New Deal, you can't do it with one country. One country out of 192, 93, however many there are, you need to be able to do it on a global scale. And China and Russia and India and they all, they don't, they don't care about the environment. They have more important things that they care about, like dominating militarily and, and economically over the United States of America. And that's something, see, that's a goal. That's a, that's a solid goal. It's a goal that is measurable. It is a goal that is attainable. Climate change, saving the planet, that is not a good goal. That's a, that's a dumb, you know, they have smart goals and dumb goals. That goal is not measurable. There's no time frame for it. It's just a big empty hole that they can continue to throw money at saying, we need to do this, we need to do that, or else we're all going to die in a dozen years, uh, like AOC and Bernie Sanders want you to believe. So in their, I guess in their minds, or for their purposes, it's a really good goal because they can just spend your money willy-nilly without having to show any kind of improvement for it. Um, but, but, you know, dominating another country militarily, economically, financially, however, uh, culturally, that's something that's a good, that's a better goal. It's an attainable goal. And it's a goal that we used to have. You know, we, our job used to be, as the United States of America, our, our government used to go to work every day saying, how do we make sure that we are the dominant global superpower and Russia is not? How do we keep our citizens safe and healthy and financially viable? And how do we make sure that, you know, our country's the best? And that if we go to war, we win. How do we do that? That, was, that really is the job of the federal government. You know, number one, your first job, number one, is national security. And then after that, we'll go through the list and, and see what else. But if we're not, you know, if we're not secure, then we got big problems. Um, so Joe Biden now is going around the country to sell this whole plan to the Democrats. He's trying to raise his, his, uh, his, his low approval ratings. And the one thing I heard on the news this morning was they said after a big congressional win, Joe Biden is going around the country to sell this program to Americans and try to boost his approval ratings. I take umbrage with the use of the term win 
when talking about this package. This is not a win for anybody. Okay, is it a big win for Joe Biden? Yes, but a big win for Joe Biden is a loss for everybody else in the country. Well, except for the global, uh, you know, uh, you know, what do you got a committee and all of the uh, the Green New Deal companies that are going to get kickbacks from this. Oh, and all those IRS agents that are going to get new jobs and pensions. But it, it's a it's a lose for the United States of America. I would rather the news, whether it's the radio news, TV news, online news, whatever, call this what it is and say after this massive spending bill got passed with strictly along party lines, no Republicans voted for this bill. No Republicans crossed the aisle. The only way it passed the Senate was with Kamala Harris's tie breaking vote. That is not a win. You know, Joe Biden always talks about being the president of everybody, bipartisan legislation, being able to work with Republicans. If you're not getting a single Republican vote, that's not a win. That's you basically skirting the uh, the idea that this is a, you know, this is a, a two party system and just saying, ah, eh, we're going to do whatever the hell we want. So uh, I would if you hear anybody say it's a win, call them up and say it's not a win. This is a loss. Joe Biden is out there selling his loss. He's out there. If it were a win, he wouldn't have to go around the country and sell it. Number one, if it was something everybody wanted and was excited about, he wouldn't have to go on tour trying to explain why it's great. It would just, people would be like thrilled about it. People would be like, wow, this sounds really great. Like if you pass something called the lower taxes, uh, disband the IRS, um, stop the FBI from intruding in people's homes uh, and give everybody more money act. You know, that you wouldn't have to go around and, and tout that as a big win. People would know because they'd immediately get more money uh, in their pockets. They'd stop getting harassed by law enforcement. They wouldn't have the IRS breathing down their backs and uh, and that kind of stuff. So anyway, that's that's my thought for today. And we'll talk a little bit more about that on the show. Uh, also, uh, I did want to remind you, if you are interested in advertising on this podcast, we do have some ads running. Um, but a lot of people have, have reached out to me and said, hey, is there a way that you could mention my ABCD? Hey, how do I advertise on this podcast? I know it's growing. I know the numbers are getting bigger. I'd love to have you mention my, my product, my service, my company. It's easy to do. Go to support at katriots.com. That's support, S-U-P-P-O-R-T, at katriots, K-A-Y-E-T-R-I-O-T-S.com. And uh, we'll get back to you. We'll figure out a way to get you to get you highlighted, to shine the light on you and your great business or your great idea or your great whatever it is. And, uh, and make that happen and really get, you know, my audience, which again, very conservative, fairly affluent, uh, you know, patriotic audience. If that's the kind of customer you're looking for, we got them here. Um, so drop us a line support at Catriots.com.